Here we go, Hour 2 on a great day for Talk Radio. It's the Tuesday edition. Boy, just listening to Danny there in the numbers for the Powerball and the Mega Millions draw in the U.S. of A, a lottery ticket could win you $1.6 billion. <laughs> Man, and the Powerball is $620 million. Uh, but the odds are... Let's just put it this way. Uh, they're about equal to some of the also-rans in the mayoral contest last night. Uh, similar odds, you know, about one in a quadrillion. you got a better chance of standing out in your backyard being hit by a meteorite. Uh, but this is where people, you know, you start to fantasize. Somebody's going to win it ultimately. I think you've got a better chance of being struck by lightning, you know, four or five times in a row. Right. Well... And that's the thing. I mean, if you did win the $1.6 billion, could your heart hold out? Uh, you might be in a state of permanent shock. I mean, look, the debate has gone on for, well, from time immemorial since we were playing uh, some of these games back there in the 90s with a $100,000 lottery jackpot. We'll have to divide it up. Remember that? Uh, that's too much. That's excessive. Nobody can handle that kind of money. That windfall will just put you over the top. It can only lead to all kinds of decadence and ruination. Uh, yeah, you'll be damned to perdition if you win that $100,000. So, better two prizes of $50,000. Jeez, where have we gone? In the uh, United States of America, $1.6 billion. And that person personally could build a wall with Mexico. Uh, you know, I mean, if they took it upon themselves to just go out and squander. However, uh, we did mention that here in the city of Toronto, there were some with uh, very slim odds of even contesting. But uh, then there became... A situation where some contests were too close to call, and one such was the incumbent Stephen Holiday in Ward 3 at Tobacco Centre against John Campbell. As it turns out, our friend Stephen Holiday, who periodically joins us here on the panel, uh, did win by a couple of thousand votes, and that's how tight it was. But he lives to uh, fight another day, and maybe it's a fight that he's going to uh, really see firsthand up front with all the folks, the incumbents returning on the left part of council anyway. Stephen Holliday has joined us on the line to conduct a bit of a post-mortem. Stephen, how are you doing? Congratulations, by the way. Hey, John, I'm doing great, and thank you so much. You know, you were talking about the lottery there, and uh, it's not like winning the lottery, but I'll tell you, I'm really excited today and relieved, so I can relate. Did you know that it would be so close? You know, there were some polls out there uh, that, that talked about it being close, but I'd always been optimistic throughout, and I think I've said that before to a lot of people. Uh, really warm reception at the doors, uh, friendly people, uh, positive support, uh, emails, calls encouraging me to go along. But, you know, it's still a race, and it's still taken real serious, and given 110% effort, not just from me, but from the whole team that got me through this, and really, I owe a lot to them, all my supporters out there, and all the volunteers volunteers that get you through an election. I remember you telling us last time you were here on panel duty that uh, what you were hearing door to door were, you know, the things that are sort of bread and butter issues at a very granular municipal level. It's not like climate change or gender equity or anything like that. It was about filling potholes and making sure transit's on time. That's right, and, and and people want to talk about what's on their mind, and one of the great things about going door-to-door is it's a reality check for councillors. You want to make sure that you understand what's, uh, what people are concerned about, and that's the customer service element that people look to their councillors for to try to get resolved. And you know what? It's really a rewarding part of the job when you can try to fix something for somebody that's been stuck trying to get a pothole filled. You put a smile on their face, and... Uh, it makes you feel good at the end of the day. So do you go back with renewed vigor now in the job, knowing that uh, you've got another four years here in mandate? Uh, 
that, uh, you know, is going to be uh, an interesting case study because while there are fewer counselors, uh, many of the returnees, you know, we know uh, what their political leanings are and how they tend to comport themselves. Like downtown is really in the the grip of, uh, let's say, you know, diplomatically the left. And in fact, uh, you know, a fairly strident or assertive left. So how are things going to get done or be different this time with a slimmer council? Well, I think there's still going to be that tension between the downtown and the suburbs uh, who uh, have trended to elect more right-leaning councillors, but that's natural. But the good news is with a smaller council, the suburban uh, councillors such as myself, I think, will have a stronger voice. Instead of this cacophony of what was proposed to be 48 people, now each voice has a, a much powerful place at the council table. And I think that's really good news for suburban dwellers, and, uh, and that gives me a chance to um, represent the people that elected me in an even stronger way. Do you think this was an election for change? Was it a change election, I guess? Well, it was, a, it was definitely a change in structure, and it was confusing because I spent a lot of time at the doors explaining to people how it had changed. But if you go back to what has been elected, you've, you've got a great competent group of people with a lot of experience, but there still is a, a large handful on the left and a large handful on the right, and then what we have always called the mushy middle. The difference now being is the mushy middle is much smaller. It's a small handful of councillors. And when the mayor is uh, trying to get uh, issues put through, the, the, the votes on one side and the other will be a bit more certain, and there'll be a small group of people that the mayor is going to have to exercise more diplomacy with to try to work things out. But the good news is it's a smaller group, and that means you can get decisions made much, uh, much more quickly and efficiently. So you're anticipating that to be the outcome then? I think so. I think we're going to be. We're going to see a council that's going to take action on things. Um, we are going to have uh, less dilution of the discussion and sending people off on different tangents because you've just got more uh, more focus in the room on each of the items. Yeah, but you got Josh Matlow, for example. He beats Mahavik rather handily, by the way, and he's always been a burr under the saddle of the mayor. He's still trying to litigate this whole uh, transit situation in Scarborough, uh, fighting for LRT. Says the debate is not dead. Tory, uh, I guess, got fed up and said to him not uh, too long ago, as I recall, it's like, sit down, shut up. We've already got the money earmarked from the province. By the way, those are my words, not his, but that's the way I read it. Uh, and said, you know, we're going ahead with the subway. And uh, yet, you know, this is the kind of stuff that uh, bogs things down at City Hall and makes everybody eternally frustrated. You think that's going away anytime soon? No, but the time clock on this is going to be cut down. So, you know, the problem before was, uh, let's say Josh would, uh, would, would stand up and carry on about this, but he gets five minutes. When you had five and, and six and seven others that chime in along with his speech, that's when the things start to drag on. Well, we just don't have those numbers anymore. So he can take his five minutes to rail on what he wants to talk about. Hey, look, I'm on the right side of council, and... I stand up for five minutes from time to time and rail on something I think it's important to me. But with half the number of councillors, there'll be a whole lot less runway to have those type of sidetrack discussions. Well, you know, the other thing that's been uh, suggested from time to time is maybe we go to a, a strong mayor system. Toronto would be better served where you know the mayor gets to appoint some people and uh, they would carry more clout than uh, the necessary quorum of whatever, you know, the majority vote. Uh, do you think that has any possibility or practicality for Toronto? 
Well, I think uh, there's going to be some changes to the way that we organize ourselves as subcomponents of the council. We've got committees right now. I don't know what the new committee structure, if it will change, will be. But, you know, I really think the mayor is going to have to look to appoint almost a cabinet-like circle of people around him um, to carry really contentious files through and to make sure that the decisions are being made and diplomacy is being exercised between different factions on council. See, that's interesting in terms of a reaction to uh, what I describe as uh, a stranglehold on the downtown core by the left. I mean, the names are familiar. There's Cressy. There's uh, uh, Josh Matlow, uh, Wong Tam. Uh, you've also got Juan Perks. Shelly Carroll's back. Paula Fletcher's there. So on and so forth. And so you can start to see that there's a block more or less formed. So you think as a reaction to that, what you were just referencing, uh, people such as yourself, Denzel Minnan-Wong, uh, Grimes down there in Etobicoke as well, Michael Ford in North Etobicoke, will you start to consolidate around, uh, I don't want to say a party-like affiliation, but is there something to that? Well, there is definitely alignments of ideology, and uh, if we're going to be successful, we're definitely going to have to work together to get these things put through. And I think that is exciting times with just smaller numbers to try to organize things around. Um, I think the chances of success are higher, and I think the public will see that in the decision-making processes coming forward. They will see things uh, being effectively resolved and us meeting challenges that are going to be thrown at us over the next four years. So what's your status apart from being the incumbent that was voted back in? Are you still deputy mayor? Well, I, I believe so up until the end of the month. <laughs> uh, you know, I, and, and look, there are still um, all members of council until the end of the month, and we're in this interesting period, and, and uh, really the challenge I've got is making sure that I continue to serve a constituents in a continuous fashion. Look, there's still problems and issues out there, and we're, we're beginning to transition those issues and projects over so that uh, things are looked after. All right, and it's still uh, doable here, manageable, because you've doubled the number of constituents you have to serve. I, I have no doubt. Uh, look, you, you have to do this work if you love it. Or, you know, you wouldn't be here if you didn't love it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to taking on more work. I, I'll probably get some more help in the office to do that, and that's fine. Uh, but, you know, there are other councillors that we're looking after, up to 97,000 people already. They seem to be doing just fine, no complaints there. So we will rise to the occasion, and uh, if we don't rise to the occasion, I think the voters will know that in four years from now. So your overall budget, I'm guessing, is ballparked around 300000 just in case anybody starts clamoring that uh, we're overwhelmed, we need to extend that. You can get by on three hundred k, can't you? Uh, we haven't even begun to look at what the budget discussion is. I think for, for me, it's just having the right help in the office. Um, you need a couple of really good uh, key staff members, people that I've I've got already. Uh, but with the extra, you know, more than fifty percent of the ward, I think I'll have to add another really high performing individual to make sure that when people call in, they're getting their issues resolved as quickly as possible, if not right on the call. Well, Stephen, again, congratulations. Uh, you're a good counselor to have in that spot, and uh, we look forward to talking to you on numerous occasions going forward as well. Appreciate it this me. time, right. Thank you. Okay. Stephen Holliday, again, he was re-elected last night at Tobacco Center, and uh, four more years with, well, at present still Deputy Mayor Stephen Holliday.